All right, the Angels are heading to Texas to take on the Texas Rangers for a three-game series. John, last time we were here, Joe Madden made a brilliant move, and he walked Corey <laughs> Seager with the bases loaded. We're 21-9 and since that brilliant move, so we'll see what happened to us last night against the Rangers. Spoiler alert, wasn't too great. Plus, we're also <laughs> going to talk about the AOS teams that make us the most nervous, and we're going to answer this question. How many games must Mike Trout play this year? John and I will discuss all of that. You're Locked On with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. We're free and we're available wherever you get your podcast. If you're listening on the audio side, hey, you can rate and review the pod. And we really love five stars because we are the super halo bros. And if you're watching on the video side, you can subscribe and click the bell on YouTube and be notified every time a new episode hits. Welcome into Locked On Angels. You are locked on with Mike and John, the Frisch Brothers here with you, a.k.a. the super halo bros. And we're here to talk about last night's game against the Rangers. But some quick notes before we get into that game, Mike. We want to point out that Joe Madden mentioned that Chase Silseth will be making another start for the Angels. How about that? I love that. And it looks like it will probably be against the Oakland A's this weekend at home. And so I think that'll be a good test because they've seen him already. And yeah. so they kind of know what to expect, expect, but the A's are also struggling. And so I think it's a good way to continue to build Chase's confidence this weekend as he gets used to being in the major leagues. And those scouts from Cleveland and Boston and Miami are going to love the Southern <laughs> California weather this weekend. So yeah. while they're checking out, checking out Chase Silseth, that's hard to say, uh, they're going to enjoy the weather out here. So, right? Yeah. Uh, no, that uh, we'll see what happens with Chase. But like you mentioned in yesterday's episode, that was a good demonstration for what the Angels have in their minor system. Oh, heck yeah. And that's just the first player from the 2021 draft to play a major league game. Yeah. So who knows what other arms we've got in that system. Speaking of arms, let's talk about Thor's rough day. Okay. Uh, well, Monday. here's the best news that we started the game off looking like the angels that are great this yeah. season, right? Like immediately up three, nothing. And I was helping my family cook dinner last night and I'm, I'm watching the game and running into the kitchen and watching the game. And so I sent my daughter back out. I'm like, what happened now? Oh, it was a double. What happened now? Oh, a run scored. And so <laughs> I was like, this is awesome. This team freaking rocks. And then the bottom of the first happened. And it was really surprising because we haven't seen Syndergaard really struggle much no, this year at all. And he goes, two-third of an inning, four hits, six runs, two walks, 1K, 42 pitches, mm. and... What really caused his struggle, in my opinion, was the base runners. He was so focused on trying yeah. to hold those base runners that you could tell that he wasn't even thinking about what he was going to pitch next or where he was going to spot that baseball. Right, yeah, and in the bottom of the first, the, the bottom dropped out, if you will. But <laughs> I also kind of wonder if working with Austin Romine for the first time might have had something to do with that hmm. and just being in sync with a catcher. That's why it's so surprising that somebody like Chad Wallach can come up and help Reed Detmer's pitch to a no-hitter because yeah. usually a catcher and a pitcher need some time to get used to working together and whatnot and figure out how to work together. And you really didn't have that option this time around. You had to go with a catcher that you've never worked before 
in Austin Romine with Noah Syndergaard. Otherwise, it would have been Chad Wallach, and maybe it would have been a different game. I don't know, but I think you're right. Those runners on base certainly got into his head, and he's got to figure out, and Mark Gubaza mentions it all the time, he's got to figure out how to hold those runners by holding the ball a little bit longer yeah. and stay focused on the matter at hand, which is the, the batter at the plate. I was waiting for Joe to walk Corey Seager intentionally again to <laughs> get the boys Just going. trying to fire up the boys. and <laughs> Fire uh, up the boys. want to get them going. <laughs> you know, when, when Syndergaard had a runner at second base initially, you could just tell like he was thinking about okay I'm going to spin around and I'm going to throw the ball or I'm going to step off he wasn't mm-hmm. even thinking about where he was going to throw his pitch or what pitch he was even going to throw and I yeah. think some guys are really good at that like they can they can focus on both things at the same time but right as this season has proven Syndergaard's really struggled with runners on and that got into his head luckily for us though Jaime Berea comes in yeah and he hasn't after pitched a month since, yeah like May 5th <laughs> right and and he does exactly what he needs to do four and a third right. three hits one walk four k's and and can we just give him a super halo brothers high five because he looked excellent john yeah that's exactly what jaime Berea is still on the team for he's out of options so they don't want to get rid of him and i know he hasn't pitched in i think it was close to a month it was yeah and it's these situations that you need jaime Berea for and so he was the guy to call on and he did a great job he held them uh and did not allow another run he did allow Noah Syndergaard's runs to come in, but that was the the last of the damage while he was at the plate. And then freaking Jonah Heim, man, getting a home run off of Mike Myers, and Trout even tried to revert back to 2012 Trout and climb the wall and reach over, but he just missed it. It was just out of his reach, and Trout was a little bit frustrated with that. But can I tell you about the Angels' offense? They couldn't get anything going against John Gray yeah. after the first, and, and so... They just uh, really struggled to to get the ball down. But here's a great tweet from a good friend of ours, Andrew, from Angels Top Plays, at Plays Angels. He said, some Angels exit velocities on outs tonight. Trout, 111, 107.2, 106.2. Taylor Ward, 95.9. Tyler Wade, Wade, 109. Andrew Velasquez, 106.5, 96.2. And Anthony Rendon, 100.2. So that's five guys with over 10 at-bats with near or above 100 miles an hour on their exit velocities, and they were all outs. And Andrew ended it with, that's baseball. And it really is baseball. (laughs) It is. Because some of those, like like Trout, hit one really hard to left, and it was stopped. And then Adolis Garcia just destroying us with some great plays out in center field. And then our old friend Cole Calhoun caught that Andrew Velasquez would be double. He caught that in right field, right on the line. So I think it was just a case of we had a situation with Noah Syndergaard where that went completely wrong. And then I think everything went exactly right for the Rangers yeah. tonight. So yeah. or last night. So I think that was kind of the issue we ran into. I think that's a good point because we're in a we're in a rhythm, in a mode right now where you know, scoring three runs in the first inning is kind of like, yeah, that's what we do, right? Mm-hmm. And the roles have been reversed when it comes to who's in charge of the AO West. And for the Rangers, things had to go, had to go exactly perfectly right, right? And, and when you yeah. talk about the A's, like this last weekend, that game that they won, it had to go exactly perfectly right. And so right. <laughs> things are very different for us this year. So as you've said many, many times on this pod, it's about winning the series, 
And mm-hmm. we did lose the first game in Texas last time we were there. So maybe this is just our like tip of the cap to them, right? Like, there you hey, go. we'll give you one and we're going to take the next two, right? Because we have <laughs> Detmer's Day today, Jonathan. Yes. And then tomorrow we have Shohei Otani on the mound. So I like our chances against yeah. the Rangers the next two days. I do too. It'll be great to see how Reed Detmer's does a week after his no hitter. And of course, you can always count on Shohei Otani. And I, I really think that we could take these next two games and we'll be successful in this road trip. And we'll come home on Friday and take on the A's again. So we have to win these games. These are the games that you have to win. And you can't have a start like this. But hopefully, they'll get their head back on their shoulders. And with Reed going out there and with Otani going out there after him, I think we'll be in good shape to win the rest of this series. <laughs> Coming up on Locked On Angels, we're going to ask this question. How many games must Mike Trout play this season? John and I will share our number with you. But first, Locked On Angels is brought to you by Built Bar, John. We received a delivery this week from our friends at Built Bar. And guess what? It was the 12-pack of the brand new birthday cake puffs. They're the newest puffs from Built Bar. They're covered in 100% white chocolate. They have sprinkles on them. I love white chocolate, so this is right up my alley. I even had two yesterday, (laughs) so don't tell anybody. But the good news is I don't have to feel bad about it because each bar is only 150 calories, 16 grams of protein, 9 grams of sugar, and we want to thank Built Bar for sending these samples. And feel free to send whatever else you want to send us (laughs) this week. Maybe some of those other flavors like double chocolate or the peanut butter bars. Those are delicious. But here's the best news. Whether it's a puff or a bar, Built Bars are better tasting and better for you than a candy bar. So maybe I'll have a third one just to top it off. But all Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means with a Built Bar, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy eating it too. Plus, all Built Bars are made with collagen protein. My wife tells me that's very important. A protein your body absorbs more efficiently and provides a ton of health benefits. So go to Built.com to get those birthday cake puffs. I highly recommend them. Or you can get your favorite Built Bar right now. All you have to do is use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com today. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. And now for your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. You're going to get recaps of all the MLB games from our Locked On hosts. They're going to give you analysis from our local experts. They're going to take fans like you through the season like no other network. And it's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Mike, you and I talked a lot last season on the Super Halo Bros podcast about how important it is for the Angels to win against the West, and they really struggled against the West, and you just have no hope of making a playoff spot if you can't beat the teams in your division. Right. And with this stretch of 12 straight games against the American League West, we wanted to ask the question, which team in the West worries you the most and why? So you've got the A's, the Rangers, the Mariners, or the Astros. Who is it that makes you kind of shiver in your boots 
a little bit when they come to town or we go to see them. You know, the Astros are always the team that are a bit intimidating, right? We know that we're going to have to get up for them. We know that it's going to be intense and there's going to be tension. Mm-hmm. But the team that I'm actually going to go with that makes me the most nervous might be surprising to some Angel fans. I don't know if it'd be surprising to you, but I'm picking the Mariners. Oh, interesting. Okay. And here's why I'm picking them. Because no matter how good they are or how bad they are, the Halos always struggle with this team. We've mentioned before when Justice Sheffield was on the Mariners, we made him look like <laughs> Greg Maddox, right? He was or, Cy Young. Or Chris Flexen, Flexen on Flexen was an, Yes, and, and so just anytime <laughs> we went up against those pitchers, we made them look really, really good. And yeah. here's why they make me the most nervous, because we are playing eight of our 20 games in June against the Mariners. And as you mm-hmm. pointed out, June is a pivotal month. June is a month that you want to actually get some wins and win a lot of series. And you separate yourself from the bad teams. And I just feel like June's going to be a difficult month for us. I believe we'll get wins, but I think it's going to be hard-fought wins. But the M's are really going to try to slow our momentum. And right now, they're not really in competition with us because Mm -hmm. they're on the lower end of the AOS. But I just get really nervous when we play them, especially when we play them in Seattle. I know Mike Trout kills them when we're there. And so I think that that's going to be different this year than last year. So that's looking good for us. And then Taylor Ward, of course, is going to be in the lineup as well. But it just feels like whenever we play them in Seattle, it's a two to one ball game. It's a three to two ball game and everything, every pitch, there's just tension in the air. And, And so I get nervous when we play the Mariners. I think you make some good points. But one thing I do want to mention that you said, we've got Daddy Trout on this team. <laughs> yes, back. we do. He's got we'll his go. dad strength and he's <laughs> and he just owns the Mariners and he's owned them since 2012 in yeah. his first full year. Yeah. And so I am not afraid of these Mariners this season. I also think they're coming back down to earth a little bit. I know that they had a hot first week, but by the time you get to June, you do separate the good teams from the bad. Yeah. And we'll finally stop hearing comments like Oh, just wait until the angel, till the bottom falls out for the Angels. Oh, just wait and see. Well, yeah. by June, it's no longer wait and see. It's we're here to stay. Yeah. And I think the Angels will be here to stay when it comes to facing the Mariners. Woo! And those pitch those pitchers are coming back down to earth as well. Yeah. Did I did I get you uh I just fired like up your, there? I just, just like your confidence, man, because I have had conversations <laughs> with friends about like, well, just wait. Well, just wait, right? And that's why June makes me nervous because playing the M's, they play us really well, but I, mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm going to let your confidence just jump across the screen to me, all right? Let me tell you why I'm confident before I get into the team that worries me John, most. John, tell me why you're confident. <laughs> <laughs> before when we were confident and we said, "Oh, just wait." Those just wait teams had Danny Espinosa playing at second. Those <laughs> yeah. just wait and see teams had Dylan Bundy as our opening Come day on. starter. Come on. Those wait and see say I can't even talk. You're so, so fired up. <laughs> Those wait and see teams had Yunel Escobar playing third base for us. Yeah. Right? Yeah. These who are these guys? Danny Espinosa's not even with the league anymore. Ted Danson's not even with the network anymore. There's your Seinfeld <laughs> reference. Espinosa's not even in the league anymore. I don't think uh, Escobar is either. Yeah. And I just think that while we always had confidence because we had guys like Mike Trout and Mike Trout and (laughs) Mike Trout, Trout. I guess, (laughs) this is a year where we have a very complete team, and I'm not waiting for the bottom to fall out because I know 
that this is way different than years past. Yeah. And that's all thanks to Perry Manassian yes. and the culture that Joe Madden is creating. Yes. So that's my rant. Let me tell you who I am most worried about in the AL West. And I know it's probably the obvious one, but the, the Astros are the final boss of the AL West. They are. You hear that music? Yep. You hear that? that da, da, da. They like, are that's Bowser. Them. <laughs> <laughs> that's them coming to town. That's us going to Houston. But here's the reason why I'm more confident this season. We already have split the season so far in terms of we've played six games total and we've won three and they've won three, right? So we're already neck and neck with them. And this AL West is going to be a race, neck and neck the entire time. And whether we're in first place or we're fighting for a wild card spot, there's an extra spot this season that's going to be be to our benefit. I think that those are really thing important things to consider. But here's why the Astros concern me. They have a pitching factory going yeah. on down there. Yeah. You you think that with losing George Springer and Carlos Correa, you're like, well, maybe this is the end of of the Astros of the of the 2010, the late 2010s, right? No, because now they have Jeremy Pena who is performing at the level of a Carlos Correa. They right. got Kyle Tucker in the outfield. So bye-bye George, say hello to Kyle Tucker, right? And so they <laughs> just killer. seem to have Yeah, no kidding. So they just seem to have the players that they need to plug in to the right spots yeah. at all times. Yeah. And while that's frustrating, it it is impressive that they have the depth that they have. Okay. So, you know, okay. I, I think that while we're facing the Astros for first place all year long, they're the ones that we need to stay ahead of and beat and show them that we're not a oh, wait and see kind okay. of angels team. Okay. So you had you had some pushback on the Mariners and you had really good okay. points. May I may I push back on the Astros and make some good no. points? <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> here's here's why I'm not worried about the Astros. I'm a huge fan of Dusty Baker, mm-hmm. but he is not a manager that has shown to actually lead his team into playoff success. And so okay. I think that that is going to be a factor for the Astros. They might have a good regular season, but I think if we have to face them in the playoffs, we're going to be able to take them down because Joe Madden has had playoff success. And for some reason, Dusty Baker has not had playoff success. He's been to the World Series, right? And we beat him. And so that was exciting, (laughs) but he just hasn't been able to get there. So I I take your points. I hear you. But I think that he actually is a major factor in the Astros' success moving forward. And I wouldn't be surprised if they don't actually go far in the playoffs, maybe even actually don't win the World Series, I think that this is Dusty Baker's last season. Well, then I have to counter that counterpoint with my own counterpoint. Okay. Let's let's win this season so that we can actually get to the playoffs and see how they perform in yes. the playoffs. <laughs> Great point. Because I'm so tired of the Astros being a shoe-in for the playoffs. It's nice for the Angels to actually show up. And I, I really want the doubters to be silenced but come June because by that time, I think that we're going to have the right team for this season, and I think that no matter who it is, the Mariners, the Astros, we're going to show them that we mean business this season. Locked on Angels is brought to you by Rock Auto. With so many different makes and models of cars today, it can be nearly impossible to expect your local auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need, and that's why rockauto.com 
is here for you. You have access to all the parts your car will ever need. It's perfect for somebody like me, John, because I am terrible when it comes to doing <laughs> anything for my car. From brake parts to tail lamps to motor oil, even new carpet. I did share that my daughter spilled her Starbucks on her carpet, so we did go to rockauto.com to get those those mats on the ground that, you know, well like soak up the water or soak up whatever she spills, right? She's 18 <laughs> and still spills. RockAuto.com has it all. And here's the good news. RockAuto is a family-owned company, and they are serving the do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. And because they're family-owned, they understand budgets, which is why RockAuto prices are reliably low for every customer. So if you're working on your car, go to rockauto.com, see all the parts available for your car or your truck. And when you do, go to the box that actually says, how did you hear about us? And put locked on in that box. And then they'll know that John and I sent you. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, our last segment for the day revolves around the conversation about Mike Trout. Now, many fans have noticed that he's had a few off days recently, and there was some questioning is, why is he getting so many days off so far this season? So let's talk about Trout and how many games that he must play this season. Mike, do you have a number in mind for how many games Trout must play? I do. I think that, that a good season for Trout, a good number for Trout is between 145 and 150 games. Okay. And okay. And, and here's why. It gives him almost 20 games off, almost 20. Mm-hmm. And I think that the games that Trout should play should be those key games, which means mm. that I don't mind Trout taking the first game of a doubleheader off or maybe the night game sure. of a doubleheader yeah. off because that's a lot of innings in center field for Mike Trout and he is coming off an energy and you an energy an, an injury and he has a lot of energy too but that's true he he needs to be a bit protected like we don't want him to get hurt again and he's always going to go a hundred percent and I think you need to be strategic with him throughout the year maybe even mm. perhaps give him a day off on a day game and then the next day maybe is an off day for the Angels. So like a Wednesday game, he's off, and then Thursday, the Angels aren't playing, right? Got it. And, and let me give you two reasons why that I think this is actually the best approach. First is, is Trout is 30. And so he's not the young puppy that he was that when he first <laughs> came up, right? He still plays like that, but he is 30. And he is playing the outfield, and we've got eight more years with mm. Mike Trout with the Angels. And so I did yeah. some research, John. I went to baseballreference.com. Hey, and, look at you. And, and here's what I found. I, I tried to do a comparison of somebody, a superstar, kind of changed the game a bit. And don't get mad. I used A-Rod as an example, okay? <laughs> and, and here's why. Because A-Rod had some really good years, 30 plus, right? And so yeah, l- let, me give you, let me give you his age and the games that he played starting in year 30. So year 30, he played 154 games, which okay. I think that Trout will probably get there this yeah. year, right? Age 31, 158 games. So wow. he actually played more, which was great. Age 32, 138 games. 33, 124 games. Age 34, 137 games. Age 35, just 99 games. Hmm. And then age 36, 122. Age 37, only 44. He was injured that year. And he Hmm. was suspended in in year 
38, age 38. Oh, I wonder why. And uh, he did some bad stuff. And then, so I'm going to actually use uh, the age 39 season as an example. He played 151 games. Wow. At 39. At 39. Now, here's Dang. the here's the interesting note. He was an all-star in six of those eight years. So he mm. got voted in. And so I think that yeah. that is, that's why I picked him because I think that that's what's going to happen with Mike Trout. And his only really bad year was age 37 and he was injured that season. So yeah. I think that those numbers could be pretty comparable to what Trout will do over the next few years. Here's my second reason why I think it should be 145 to 150. Mm-hmm. We don't have the DH luxury because we have a guy mm. named Shohei Otani, right? Right. And so Trout isn't going to be able to get off his feet and just hit. And a lot of people have said like, man, Shohei's pitching or he's batting every day. And even on the days that he's pitching, he's he's batting. But there is a difference between hitting and playing in the field and then just hitting, right? Because mm-hmm. he's not out there running around. He's not exuding energy. He's looking at the iPad going, man, I can't believe I swung at that backdoor slider. I shouldn't have swung at that, right? <laughs> While Trout's trying to leap over the wall to bring a home run back. And so yeah. I think that we see Trout and we see Trout healthy and we see Trout with a whole lot more energy with him playing between 145 and 150 games. And I think that the comps for him compared to like A-Rod, I think that they're they're comparable. I think that they're equal. Yeah. And I think that that actually will be the best way forward for Mike Trout this year. What say you? That A-Rod template is actually really interesting because considering you, you looked at ages 30 through 39, kind of gives you a pathway for Mike Trout and what you might expect from him. And I don't imagine Trout playing any less than what you've suggested. Sure. 145 to 150, I think, is a great number for him. And as long as we can keep him healthy, that's the biggest issue because that injury last year was such a freak thing that involved, you know, stretching better or being hydrated. Like, that could happen to anybody. Yeah. And the fact that it happened to Mike Trout, who who is out there performing every day and hustling and playing hard, you know that when he's in a game, he's going to give 110%, right? Yeah. And I think that that's crucial to taking those days off for Trout. Now, I will say, I, I'm, I appreciate that you mentioned he's got to play all the key games. I think a, 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 an example of playing a key game was last Wednesday when Shohei was on the mound. Yes. And they're going up against Shane McClanahan, yes. who has had tremendous numbers. Don't take your impact bats out of a game when you're facing Shane McClanahan. Take them out when you're, take, when you're facing Dalton Jeffries of the Oakland A's, right? Yeah. Like, you don't need Trout, Notani, Rendon, Walsh, Ward in that lineup when, when it's like a Dalton Jeffries on the field. And we saw some of that in that game one of the doubleheader against the A's where it was like Ward... Trout, all those guys were out of the lineup. And even though it didn't come down to the offense being the problem in that game, you still want to give your guys every chance to win. And I think putting the impact bats in in a game where the pitching's going to be very tough and you need to get as many hits and runs as possible, like, again, against the Shane McClanahan, yeah. that would have been the perfect time for Trout to be in that game. So I think if we can avoid situations like that and be a little more choosy with the pitchers that we're facing to give Trout a day off, I, I think I'm with you on that 145 
to 150 games. Yeah. So I think that that's a great path forward. Now, as we're sending our listeners of Locked On Angels on their path forward, Mike, <laughs> where should they go for their next listen? Well, of course, we appreciate that they make Locked On Angels their first listen of the day. Now, for your second listen, our friend Paul Francis Sullivan, who hosts the Locked On MLB podcast, is a great host, and he brings mm-hmm. some great information. He brings his unique perspective, John, on the major Sully. leagues past and present, and his podcast is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We really appreciate you joining us. Now, if you want to give us a follow, you can reach us on Twitter at Locked on Angels. You can follow Mike and I on Twitter and Instagram at Super Halo Bros. And if you ever want to get into our voicemail, it's in the episode description. Give us a call, 714-409-6396. Let's be friends. Give us a call and let us know what's on your mind. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, Mike, what do we have on deck for tomorrow's episode? You and I are actually going to ask a really important question. Like, why is this year so different than last year? John and I are going to give three reasons why this season has been better than last year and really the last five years. (laughs) I have a lot to say about that. (laughs) All right, guys, until tomorrow's episode, my name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. We'll see you right here tomorrow on Locked on Angels, and let's get a win! Angels, come on!